Well, when I was in the midst of feeling super overwhelmed with my blog, and I'd been blogging a certain way, but it was starting to wear me out. It's like I couldn't get the oomph and the energy up to write in the way I wanted to write. And I was like, I hate everything. And I don't know how to be a person. I feel like like that day we sat down at Panera and I told Kendra all of my struggles. And I, I couldn't quite figure out how to juggle writing the blog, writing the books and all the things. So what happened next? Well, the same thing that can happen to you if you feel that way. Welcome to the Hope Writers Podcast. Whether you're a dreamer, a beginner, longtime blogger, future author, or already published, if you want your writing to give others hope, welcome home. We want to give you hope. This is Episode 7 of Season 1 of the Hope Writer Podcast, Overwhelmed, How to Save Your Writing Life. Sometimes in your writing, you get worn out, like Emily said. Not just the writing part, the thinking of what you're doing and how, the planning. Writing can take a lot out of you. How can you move forward and be creative when you feel like you've been doing things a certain way forever? How can you make the most of your writing energy? The answer? You need to find your own balance between system and soul. In this episode, Emily talks with her friend and fellow Hope writer Kendra Adachi from the Lazy Genius Collective about writing categories and rhythms and making the most of your time. You'll also discover the value of a boss lady meeting, how Emily and Kendra did theirs and how a boss lady meeting can help you see the light of what works and what doesn't for you. Boss Lady Meeting is a beautiful example of how we can encourage each other by caring and being sensitive. Your strength helps me, my strength helps you, but we need to connect and talk and be honest to help each other see what we can't see on our own. I'll bet this episode will help you see some new encouraging things about your own writing process. The Hope Writer Podcast is brought to you by Hope Writers, an online membership community for writers of hope. We know how lonely and overwhelming this writing life can be. That's why we started Hope Writers. And right now, you can go inside Hope Writers for a week for $1. Just visit hopewriters.com slash trial to join Hope Writers for one week for a buck. We'd love to connect with you soon inside Hope Writers. That's hopewriters.com slash trial. Your hosts on the podcast and at Hope Writers are sisters and authors Emily P. Freeman and Michael and Smith. They've blogged for 10 years and written a bunch of books. Marketing and tech guru Brian Dixon, who also writes books. And I'm Gary Moreland, Michael and Emily's dad. I'm writing my first book right now. The previous episode of the Hope Writer podcast, Steal Our Genius Moves. Each of us share an idea we've tried in how we live or work that's turned into a genius move that has made life easier, better, more fulfilling, and has helped us as writers. Steal ours or come up with your own. That's the previous episode of the Hope Writer Podcast, episode six of season one, Steal Our Genius Moves. This episode, episode seven, how to save your writing life. You could say it also includes some genius moves, practical ideas to funnel your writing energy, and ideas to organize your writing with categories and rhythms to make the most of your time. Everybody has a writing system, whether you realize it or not, so how do you make the most of your system and balance it with your soul? Well, Kendra Adachi is a master at organizing your thinking. She writes at thelazygeniuscollective.com, and she's Emily's friend. They're a great example of how we can team up to encourage each other and be better than we are alone. Emily tells the story. Well, when I was in the midst of feeling super overwhelmed with my blog. So I'd been blogging for maybe about 10 years and I'd been blogging a certain way and, but it was starting to wear me out because I felt like I was, it's like I couldn't get the oomph and the energy up to 
write in the way I wanted to write, whatever. So Kendra, my lazy genius friend, I came to you and I was like, I hate everything and I don't know how to be a person. (laughs) That's my favorite thing for someone to say to me. (laughs) Because then you're like, oh, let me put on my systems glasses. And so I feel like like that day we sat down at Panera and I told Kendra all of my struggles with like, I'm writing this blog, but I also at this point had had several books written and I I couldn't quite figure out how to juggle writing the blog, writing the books and all the things. So can you put yourself in that day with me, Kendra? Sure. Like, so... Remember this conversation? Totally remember this conversation. I do. Tell me what you saw. Well, I have systems glasses. Like you said, I see the world in systems, which can be a really beautiful thing in um, work situations. And so basically I saw you had all these different categories of things that you were working on, not just books, blog, speaking, but it was the energy it was requiring of you. And um, your energy was kind of all over the place. There wasn't a system for you to funnel your energy into. My writing energy. Your writing energy. And so I just thought, well, you write a lot of posts that are like deep and soulful. Right. And those are beautiful and what people come to you for, but they also take a lot out of you. Amen, sister. And then you also write things like, these are the books I'm reading. These are like practical things. Um, But what would happen on your blog is I would see you'd write like a week of soul, like two or three weeks of soul posts. And then you'd throw in a, what I'm reading thing. And I thought you need to do more of those. Like you need to have some space in your each week, like set it up in your week so that you have a post that's not as, um, yeah, like emotionally draining. It can take as much time. Right. That's the thing. Like it takes just as much time, sometimes even more. Like when you do list posts. Yes. It takes a while. It takes longer. But you can like do it while you're listening to music. Totally. Because so what we did that day was I remember I was just kind of telling you like, I don't know how to move forward with ease. Right. Because I felt like I'd been doing things a certain way for a while. Um, So the genius move was you said, go through your posts for the past several years and write down like, and I even like made a spreadsheet and it took a while. Like it took hours on the front end for me. Which is why you showed me because you were so proud of it when you were done because it took so long. (laughs) It took so long, everyone. But it was worth it. It was worth it because what that did was it showed me, oh, I have categories of posts that I write. You do. I thought I just wrote one type of post. Mm -hmm. Like I create space for your soul to breathe. In my mind, I had, I wrote essay essay type of posts. But the truth was I actually wrote essay type posts. I did weekend links. I did list posts. I did what we learn, I do what we learn at the end of every month where I invite people to join in. And each of those take a different amount of brain space, some more than others. And what you helped me see was, okay, you do have different categories. So now just do, just alternate them on purpose. Right. That's what you helped me see. It was a genius move for me. I'm so glad. It was so great because I felt like, because I mean, you, I mean, your whole thing is lazy genius. Be a genius about the things that matter and lazy, lazy about, about the, the things, things that, that don't. don't. I mean, it's life changing. Everybody does it backwards. Right. Is the problem. We're genius about the things that don't matter. Don't matter to like anyone. Right. Except maybe like a weird mother-in-law who's mean. Because <laughs> some people have those. <laughs> it's like, it's so stupid. So just be, you know, in, in work, like if you're writing and you're working, the people try to be a genius like, oh, I'm going to do it the way Emily does it. I'm going to do it the way, you know, you see all these people that you want to be like, but everyone is not wired like you. Right. Everyone is, you know, everyone is so different. And so that's why looking at your work that way 
because you um, you immerse yourself in each post without really seeing kind of the bigger picture of it. It was like, I've got to write a post today. Boom. And so you would kind of sink into it. And so now I feel like it's helped you to kind of see things from a higher level. Whereas for me, I always see things at a higher level. And it's a struggle for me to like sink down into one thing because I'm always jumping to lots of different things. Anyway, the point is everyone's different. Everyone needs to look at their work, the way their personality lends itself to working right, all that stuff. And so if we're trying to be a genius about doing the work the way other people do the work, you're just going to like spin your wheels doing stupid things and wasting your time. Right. You're going to hate life and you're going to hate everything. Right. It's the worst. So how has that translated for you in your own writing? Have you made any transitions for your own writing in the way that you do your own work? Or did you just like, I have a system. I know what it is right away. I had a system and I was wrong. Ooh, what was the first way? My first way was I planned like a crazy person. Oh, that's right. You would be like, well, I've scheduled through October and it's May. Right. That's not an exaggeration. Like, that's like, not I mean, hyperbole. I'm, like, it literally was like that. Yeah. And Which seems like a genius it move. It does seem like and a genius move. And you felt like it was a I smooth. thought it was. But why was it not? Because a- my writing wasn't alive. Tell and, us more about and that. And so, like, I had all these posts that were, that were good. <laughs> like, they had good content and they were well thought through. And they even had, um, like, all the posts together, I felt like had an arc. You know, there was sort of a rhythm to what was what was coming. And so people knew what to expect. But if something happened in my life, like on a Sunday night that I felt like could be shared, I had to wait four months for people to hear it. (laughs) And then I was like, "Ah, it's not going to matter then. Right. But it mattered right then. And that was something that's actually how you helped me. I think at the same Panera in the same conversation. Actually, yeah, we switched. Okay, yeah, we switched. Now it's my turn. (laughs) And so that's how you helped me was it's like, you don't, you don't need to to plan like the world is not going to end like you can you can write a post and publish it that day like that's actually what people do sometimes like I had to counsel her through knowing like (laughs) it's gonna be okay it's gonna be and she'd be like she'll text me on a Sunday night I don't have a post scheduled for Wednesday with shaky voice yeah (laughs) it's such a weird that's just how I'm programmed but see sometimes so so it's like it's kind of counterintuitive in a way because you need to do things that fit into your personality but at the same time If you're wired, for example, like I am, where everything is like a machine, if you treat the writing like a machine, (laughs) then you're a robot and there's no there's no soul in it. And so I I need someone like you who gives space for your soul to breathe. I need you to like give my writing soul, like remind it that it exists. Right. That it's already there because it has soul. Right. You just kind of needed permission. I system it out. Sometimes. Yeah, you systemize it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Systemized souls don't. That doesn't really. Go it doesn't together. work. You told me that. You said you can't put a system on your soul, and I was like, "Dang it! Right? Why not? Soul and the schedule don't follow the same rules. They really don't. And so that was something that has really helped. Is um, I still kind of plan. I have um, general categories that I try to stick to on certain days. Um, you know, like Monday is always kind of a kind of a soulish post where it's. Yeah, it's something that I'm learning or just trying to encourage people. And then like Wednesday will be something practical, like here's something to cook, here's something to make, here's something to to do in your life to make your life more lazy genius. And then usually the end of the week when everyone's like weekend party, I give a list of, you know, like favorite characters from Lost or something just because you need that sometimes. Right. So it's really nice. I don't necessarily know exactly what I'm going to write, but having general ideas and the freedom to know like I can plan that one I can plan a recipe that's cool but I don't have to plan everything in order for you to feel like you've got it all together 
That's another is if you're a writer, buddy up with buddy up. other writers who might see the world a little differently. Please. And not just the world, but the work. So that yeah. you can help one another see what you can't see. Because you helped me so much with the system, but then there was another blind spot you had. I had a blind spot. And so we could see that for each other, which worked brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very lazy genius to get your friend to do the hard work for you. Oh, it's great. But for you, it was not hard work because that's the way you naturally see things. Right. And that's it's same goes for you. And I think the thing that we could get caught up on is trying to find someone who writes like you. Or does the exact same thing like you. And we don't write the same kind of thing. Right. There no. are certain things that like overlap for sure. And you are absolutely a lazy genius in how you see the world for sure. But it's not like if you're trying to buddy up with somebody like, okay, who's writing exactly like me? No, actually find somebody. It's not about the the content that you're writing. It's about how you see the writing. Right. Like I often learn the most from people who are doing different work but the same kind of like goal, like for their own work, like they have sort of a, the same trajectory, like, you know, you want to serve an audience, you want to um, move into the world as the person you most fully are, as a writer, a person, uh, whatever, and to find other people who feel that same way, but they might be doing it in the kitchen, or they might be doing it with books, or, you know, whatever the thing is, that's helped me a lot, because it helps to inform your own kind of thing that you're doing. That's why I like to read business books. Right? Because it that are written by men. We read a lot of business books written by men. <laughs> and because it's it's a complete And women. And women. There's probably I mean like one. There might be one I can't or two. Think of any off the top of my head. It's, that's sad. Maybe it's, we should write one. Let's write one. That's the next project. Um no, but that's that's why I like to read business books written by men because they have the same yeah, like you said, they have the same goal, but it's from a completely different headspace. Right. Which helps me see oh, I can apply that to my life in this way. And it helps you kind of recognize how you have been blind, like you said, having blinders in different places. Yeah. It's nice to have fresh, fresh eyes. That day that we met, it was like we both were at like our frustrations in our own writing had reached a feverish pitch. Feverish. It was feverish. Like I needed to take a Tylenol. Right. And so remember we kind of got dressed up <laughs> we did we made it like boss lady it was meeting. boss lady meeting and yeah. it was it was i wore planned. a blazer like, i wore what a skirt is <laughs> it was planned because we i mean this is just like a year ago this is not like when we were kids everyone no, like, <laughs> no. we were like okay we need to we need to have a boss lady meeting because i need help and you need help and we're gonna do this and we're gonna take turns me your turn it's gonna be my turn and i'm gonna give you everything that i can possibly give you to help you and then but that was a genius move because it was like i can't see what i i don't know what i don't know but i know that you have some skills that i don't have so teach me all your mad skills and the thing is neither one of us like I mean I I get paid to write in ways that aren't necessarily directly on the blog do you know what I mean so like sure. my job as an author I get I get paid to write but it's not like my blog by itself in a vacuum is my job you see absolutely and probably the same the same as for you you know that it's so sometimes I think for some people it's hard to make a commitment to have a boss lady friend or have a, a a meeting like that where you're trying to encourage one another when you're like, well, but it's not like we have an office that we go to from nine to five and that this is a real bit. It's not a real meeting, but it is a real meeting because this is real work that we're doing. Right. But I think sometimes, I mean, do you ever struggle with that? Like, how can I take this seriously? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think about um, like conferences, blogging conferences, writing conferences, women conferences. And my favorite part of those is just like having conversations with two or three people outside, like when the conference isn't happening. Right. Like in between sessions. Yeah. It's, and it's like built in 
business lady conversations. And so um, that kind of is like a is an excuse almost. It's like, oh, here, you're going to go to this conference and then this is this is built in. It doesn't make me feel weird about like spending time talking about myself, <laughs> I guess. Um, that's part of it, I think, in regular day is it just feels like it feels kind of wasteful and almost self-indulgent to be like, hey, can you come and listen to me talk about, about me my myself? Self? My for a stuff. long time, like we were at Panera for like over two meals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had like lunch. And then I think we had dinner. Probably. And so it's kind of it, it feels self-indulgent. And I think that we can easily dismiss that and say, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll figure it out. Or it's not as big of a deal as I think. But that one conversation and just getting over the fact that you're going to talk about yourself. And in the process, probably of sharing the things and explaining to your person what you're struggling with, you're going to have your own light bulbs that go off. Yeah, I think a lot of times when I try to talk to my husband about what I'm doing, he will absolutely listen and he cares about what I'm doing for sure. But he doesn't have anything always to add <laughs> or to offer, which right. sounds terrible. Well, but it's it's smart to not have an expectation of certain people to be something they can't be for you. Which is why you need to seek out the person who can be. Right. Because you need you need that voice. When you talk to somebody who can help you see your work the way you need to see it in a different way, all it does is it starts to like all these synapses start firing and you're like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. And then you have this crazy list of things that you want to do and implement, <laughs> which is its own struggle, right. I suppose, its own <laughs> challenge. But it's that conversation and that um, intentionality about taking the time to process this and see see your work in a different way that will kind of open the open Pandora's box, so to speak. So do you have any other like super practical, this is another move that has kind of saved my life? Uh, like I have kids at home, so I don't have straight time, like a full day to work. So when my kids are not home, I only do. Can we just say you have a two week old at I have home. a two week old at home. Like, so it's not just kids. It's like like infant infant, infant baby. Plus two more older ones. Okay. Right. That needed to be said. Right. So my time because you've told me this, don't do anything when you're alone that you can do when your kids are around. So that is one thing that's like completely saved my life. Another thing is having an editorial calendar is is really important. But at the same time, I, I used to look at it like a in dates. You know, like these are the dates I need to fill. It's it's so corny and businessy, but having like like a spreadsheet or even just a piece of paper, like a grid that says it's not so much about your date, but it's about your category. That's something I think that I showed you. It's like, okay, if I write two days a week, if I write write on Tuesdays and Thursdays, okay, Tuesday, I'm going to have this is it's going to be this kind of post Thursday, it's going to be this kind of post, or maybe um, you're also working on a book or whatever your project is, if you can kind of um, not look at it in a linear way of like of dates, and date goals, maybe you taught me how to see if you look at the whole um, trajectory of what you're doing overall, like a big picture that let's say at the end of the month, like I want to have talked about things that are, you know, s- some things that are deep, some things that are not deep, you know, some you right. like for you. Can you say what your five categories are on your blog? Yeah, it's six. It's or um, seven, six. Mm-hmm, that's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, there's cook self-explanatory create. So things you make, but also like making space as well as actual things. So cook, create, edit, remember, celebrate, and laugh. So you know you want to kind of fill all those categories. I do three a week. 
and you, it doesn't matter which one. So it's not, not like really. you're like, okay, on Tuesday the 19th, I'm going to write Mm-mm. this. So when you say editorial calendar, I think date like dates. That's what I used to think was dates. And then I started to think, no, it's categories. Mm-hmm. And it could be, it doesn't even have to be an editorial calendar for your blog necessarily. It could just be how you see your writing. Because I, I feel like a lot of writers have more than one writing project going. A lot of writers have a blog or they're working on a book proposal or actually writing a book or they're also doing like freelance articles for different, you know, other people. And so um, having it in categories really before you think about dates gives you the freedom to do like to schedule some things and also do some things as they kind of come into your consciousness, I guess. So um, you wouldn't have like a whole month of cook. That you want to make sure no. you pick some different categories right. for the month and sprinkle them about. Right. That's good. Another thing that might help if you feel like you're doing, you sit down at your desk and you're like, okay, what am I doing again? I feel like getting into like deep diving into your work quickly is hard. You use the phrase long runway. Yeah, a lot. And it's and it, it's hard to kind of build that up. And so one thing that I've noticed is when I have like technical pieces to something I'm working on. So like, if I'm writing a blog post, and I need to tag it, you know, like, what? Why is tagging so annoying? Tagging is so annoying. It's But it's so important, because yeah. then people find things and they're like, Oh, I like what they wrote about this click the word that word. Um, so I have things like in my bullet journal, I have a list of all my tags so that I don't have to try to remember them or find them on a separate because for me to find my tags, it's on a completely separate web page, which is annoying. So like I have a page in my bullet journal of all my tags of my categories of even things like the fonts I use the colors I use just anytime you're creating like a graphic for something or um, just getting all of your technical information that doesn't always come to the surface immediately, like in one spot for you has really been helpful for me because I can just flip to that page and pretty much anything I need is right there. And I don't have to waste time looking, looking for stuff. Do you cluster like today I'm working on technical stuff. I I do. do. And then other times you do, you have a creating day. Right. But yeah, I think that's really important because your brain needs to be like ushered along kindly in the work that it's doing. And so yeah, I would have like, okay, this is like email, customer list, technical, annoying stuff day. And I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to get a really good coffee that day. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little reward because I don't like that work. Or um, like I have a couple of podcasts. So if I'm editing, I'll just have it one morning that that's just what I do. I'll just edit podcasts because I'm already in the brain space of it. So don't look at things linearly like on the calendar. Like, well, this is due first. So I guess I should do this first. And then this is due second. And so I will do the second. That's just too hard for your brain, I think. So if you can, yeah, if you can clump things together, that's helpful. And if you can also think about sometimes when you are working, you have a similar workflow depending on what your task is. So like if you're writing, if you're writing a book, that program that you use to write your book. Scrivener. Scrivener. So like even it's, it's so stupid, but it's like, okay, what do I always do when I open Scrivener? Like, do I always go back and see what's going on? Like you, like if you just sort of step back from your own life and pretend like you're someone else and observe how you work and just go, okay, (laughs) how am I approaching this particular task? But step back. No, people don't know how to do that. You do that naturally because you're you know how to see the world in like a system. Right. So I wonder if there's a way to like <laughs> pretend that you're someone else. Just to look at your work from the outside. Or like even, how am I working? Even just to list out like 
take it's it's like what you did with your um blog post making a spreadsheet with like every single blog post and what their categories were for years like it took a really long time but like if you look through your workflow and you go okay I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a blog post what is it that I do right write it down just write down like I open up the blog then I check Twitter. And then I check Twitter, and then I like write those things down. Then you can go through and be like, "This is not. This is not essential. Don't do that. This part. is not essential." Right. This is, and and scratch through it. And then I actually have in my bullet journal, I have pages of the absolute pared down essential workflow of different types of tasks. Oh, that's good. So that I can just go, okay, this is what I'm doing. It's not like you go back like, "What's my next step?" I don't know. <laughs> like, it's not that. It's not that you're an idiot. It's just a reminder of like okay, this is the best way that I work. This is the best order that it's done in. This is what I'm doing. So it's like a, you know, a it's like a good mantra kick in the for pants. your workflow. <laughs> That's nicer, right? Or yeah. a kick in the pants, either way. But it's a way of looking at it and just kind of a reminder of like, okay, ready, aim, fire. Right. Here we go. And just real quick, you said it quickly at the beginning um, about when your kids are home or when your kids are not home to do only the work that you can do when your kids are are not home. So, so in other words, if you have two hours, you're not going to do your dishes. Like, I'm just going to do the dishes real quick. And then I'll start working. No, no, leave the dishes dirty and do your work. Right. Because you can do the dishes when the kids are home. Right. And there also may be technical work, or not even technical work, there may be work that you can do when your kids are home. Sure. Yeah. Like I can edit photos. Exactly. I can edit podcasts. I can put one earbud in while, and so I can hear if anyone's dying. So I can go and like check on them or whatever. Like that's great. Um, so even that way, like if you have such small, limited pockets of time, like I had big pockets of time. Now I have a baby. Now I have no pockets of time. Right. So I have to be really, really intentional. When I have time to work, it has to be for me writing, actual writing, because nothing else can happen. The other stuff I can do and I could try to do when people are around. It's just about being thoughtful and intentional and about where it, exactly of how you work, what is happening, and then taking the time to, it feels stupid, but to write that stuff down or to at least acknowledge it and eliminate what doesn't matter and remind yourself each time you sit down, this is what I'm doing. I don't know about you. I took notes. Hope your writing life is feeling encouraged and a little less overwhelmed right now. That was Kendra Adachi at thelazygeniuscollective.com. Kendra is also a hope writer. You can be too. Check out the articles and lots more encouragement for your writing life when you go inside Hope Writers for $1 for a week at hopewriters.com slash trial. If you love to write, but you're intimidated, weary, aimless, frustrated, and you just want to hear from someone who's been there, well, there's something for you inside Hope Writers. Be a better writer, learn how to share your work, maintain balance in your life so you can write. It's all there and growing. And there's a private Facebook page to connect and make friends and ask questions, a whole community of people to journey with. Go inside Hope Writers now for a week for $1. Just go to hopewriters.com slash trial. We'd love to connect with you inside hopewriters.com slash trial. In the next episode of the Hope Writer Podcast, redeem your idiot moves <laughs> all real idiot moves we've done that you can be inspired by how not to get an editor's attention how not to market a book learn to avoid stumbling into a yes and how to never get any writing done that's the next episode redeem your idiot moves episode eight of season one of the hope writer podcast and final words of hope 
from writer Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Great is the art of beginning, but greater is the art of ending. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And blah, blah, blah. And blah, 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 blah. Do you want us to take turns talking? I was going to say, I don't know if we're very good at that. We're pretty good at that. I mean, we talk over (laughs) one another. (laughs) Hi. Hi, Gary. How are you? <clears throat> yeah, John's been reading that. He really likes it. I see bookmarks and all those things. I'm just fascinated. He, he that far through Look at that. There's one in like almost all of those books. I'm so fascinated by people who can read more than one book at a time. Yeah, it's kind it's of a sickness. Not even an option for me. It's so weird. I'm actually fascinated by people who read one book at a time. Well, I'm not the whole like. I like your idea of like the nonfiction in the morning and the fiction right. at night, but I'm just like, no, this is the if book I can I'm read. Reading. This is the book I'm reading. This is time See, to read. I need to. This be a is what I'm going like to. No, you're very much a grown up with the way you do it. That's There's no story. wrong way to read a book. <laughs> Sorry, hairballs. Right. Always. Always.